Hello everyone and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Lobot Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Josh. And we are back at the Bachelor Pad. We are back at the Trap House. We are back at the... Crackden. Crackden! Ever since you said... I've, I've just noticed that we wouldn't do another late night episode. We keep doing late we night episodes. We keep doing late night episodes. We, just, we love it that much. Yep. It is a late on a Saturday night. Yep. I normally do them on a Saturday morning, but we lost track of time. Yep, and yep. Adam's watching footy. Yep. So we thought, why not smash out an episode of the pod? Because next week is the season finale. Next week is the blockies. Yep. So we thought about doing the blockies this week, but there's been too many trades and signs and sign trades. Yep. So we're just like, nah, let's just cover everything. Mm-hmm. Next week, blockies for the season finale mm-hmm. and then go from there. Yep. Um, but yeah, late night episode. <laughs> Weird yeah. feeling. Full stomach. Yeah, God, we've had so much pizza. We got free hot chockey. Free Shout hot chockey. Shout out to St. Clair Pizza. I Shout love out you. to Wally. Really, really good. St. Clair Pizza. Bro. Is that his name? I, I assume so. Name. It's Wally's Wally Serbiak's Pizza or whatever, right? And okay, Kim okay. is his wife. Wally Serbiak. Um, yeah, no, really, really, really good. A uh, lot of lot of stuff has happened. Yes, um, in the basketball world, a lot to talk about. Yeah, I think we'll. But I, I don't think we're gonna stay on each topic too long just naturally like there's a couple couple of things like it'll be a couple minutes here a couple minutes there but i don't feel like we're gonna dwell on stuff too much but maybe you think otherwise maybe i mean it depends what we come across i have i guess because i could have gone through it before the pod i haven't looked i have the entire trade tracker here i've only looked at some of them so So just go from the top and we'll say whatever we need to about what happened i'm gonna go through from the bottom because that's from the the original yeah original yeah um, all right, so, so we're just going to go through the trade tracker and just bum, bum, bum. Yes. We're not doing much of an intro this week. Let's just, there's a lot to talk about. So let's just bum, 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 yep, bum, bum. Easy. All right. So um, first trade, this is a, a big one. So OKC get Kemba Walker um, and a couple picks. Oh, this is during the, fi- during the playoffs. Yes, I'm going, I'm going through everything. So yeah. Boston get Al Horford Moses, um, Brown and a pick. Um that one's big because obviously OKC now have a bunch of guards, which we yep. will touch on. Um, we have uh, another one, which uh, we kind of just noticed today, funnily enough, when we were playing 2K. New Orleans get Jonas Valanciunas mm-hmm. um, and a pick. Memphis Grizzlies get Stephen Adams and Eric Bledsoe and some picks. Um, this one, because we thought starting this, and I guess it'll be a recurring thing, New Orleans kind of like a straight F on the offseason so yeah. far. Well, it's, it's like, it doesn't move the needle. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. I, I don't think... I think Jonas Valanciunas is a much better player than Stephen Adams will ever a be. A better all-round player, yes. But it doesn't really change It much. doesn't. It doesn't. It's still... They've still got issues. Yeah. And it's not working it out. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, I think it's, if anything, it's, a, it's actually a bit of a detriment to Memphis, now that I'm thinking about it. Because Jonas was really crucial to a lot of their success yeah. in yeah. Memphis. He was their defensive anchor. Yeah, because what I keep seeing people talk about and, and that you've spoken about as well is New Orleans haven't done much this uh, postseason. They've kind of gone back or haven't yeah. moved the middle, but trading Jonas for Stephen Adams, I don't like. No. I actually think Steve, uh, Stephen Adams isn't a, as good as fit as Jonas because at least Jonas can semi-space the floor a little yeah. bit. Yeah, um, He has an offensive game where, yeah. where Stephen Adams is just a lob throw. Much better passer as well, Yeah, Jonas. Um, so that one's a bit iffy. I don't know about. Um, next one, we've got uh, Brooklyn Nets uh, get Javon Carter on a pick. Phoenix get Landry Shamet. That's a big trade. That's a big trade. Right. So people have been kind of quiet on Landry Shamet recently because like he was at Brooklyn <laughs> yeah right like he's been overshadowed so much but like he did so well at the Clippers mm. yeah very, right very well. he really shone there he really shined like a bright star mm. and yeah he took a back seat at Brooklyn mm. you, you have to yeah you don't have a choice but it was even because he wasn't traded originally he did have some time with the Clippers yeah because um, I remember it was it was Landry Shamet and Shea yeah Shea moved to OKC and obviously the rest is history but Landry never really did much with the Clippers. He kind of fizzled out three really, really quickly. He was decent, but that was kind of it. Like it wasn't, it's not Joe Harris where it's high oh, volume. No. You know, it, Landry Shamet, I don't think ever came to be. He feels very much like a Josh Richardson to me. Mm, Had he's got a chance. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, like he does have a yeah. chance, but I don't, I don't have that same stock in yeah. him that I used to. And I think that's, that's the fair. general consensus because everyone's kind of gotten rid of him. But Phoenix, it is a good pickup because they, I mean, just made the finals. Shooter off the bench. Shooter off the bench. They just need constant offense, less scrubs, essentially. Yep. So 
that's a, a no Javon Carter. Like I'm sure they're glad to get rid of him. Yeah, sure. So that's a good pickup. Next one, which I know Adam is super super hyped about. Um, so well, not super super hyped out. Sorry about it, it's, uh, but he is excited about it. Minnesota get Torreon Prince, uh, a couple picks and cash considerations. Mm-hmm. I like Torreon Prince, but he hasn't worked out. Um, but Cleveland get Ricky Rubio yes. as a as a backup guard. And people people clown on Ricky Rubio a bit. Mm. He's very good. Very He's tough. been very good for a long time. Yep. Um, so obviously he used to be the starting point guard for uh, Utah. Yes. For years and years, a great passing and defensive guard and a bit of an on-court leader. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland can really use that. A yeah. bit of a vet presence. Uh, oh, absolutely. 100%. He'll be coming off the bench, but yeah. he'll be great for that squad off the bench. With all of this new blood coming into Cleveland, you know, obviously Sexton's leading the floor right now. You've got guys mm-hmm. like Larry Nance and, and Jetty Osman, which are really kind of the glue guys will be coming mm-hmm. that. Garland's getting better and better very slowly. Um, but they don't have, I, I think it's very different when you've got a big man like Larry Nance or Tristan Thompson or Kevin mm-hmm. Love that are trying to be the, I guess the, the leaders on court, off court, whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the same impact as a leader that's a playmaker. Correct. And that's what Ruby is. And they don't have that. And, you know, Sexton's a great player, but isn't, he hasn't shown to be a leader yet. Yeah. Garland is way too young to be a leader. It just seems very quiet and just shoots when he needs to shoot. Mm-hmm. Rubio's not that. And no. Rubio, the thing I love about Rubio, and I, I think people shit on him for it, and I don't think they should. Remember that series where it was it was Utah versus Houston? Houston. And the way, and we'd never seen it before. I, I mean, at least me. Yeah, the hip guard. The hip guard back of his left, the way that, that um, Harden loves to step back and hit that shot, was refusing to let him do it. And that's the way Rubio would guard him, and it forced Harden into doing he driving. Was a lot of shit for that, shit. despite it being the coach's decision. Coach's decision, but a very smart decision. It worked. Harden's um, numbers dropped in that series. Yeah, and I, the the reason why, just because I know it was some some time ago, we haven't seen Rubio play for the Jazz in quite mm-hmm. some time. But um, you if you take away Harden's step backs in his offense from the arc. It limits him to one thing only, and that is to drive in either the floater or dish, lob, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And with Gobert under the rim, and you've got Royce O'Neal, Joe Ingles doing the passing lanes, it's a lot easier to to contain that. Granted, it didn't work out. But the reason I, I like, and I'm touching on that, is because there are not many guards, I, players that I can think of, that will be willing to go to those lengths and for to a coach's it. decision and to try it in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. which is insane. And it's something that I think these younger kids, like they just had the issue with KPJ, Cleveland that is. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to get guards like Ricky Rubio that... Lead by example. Lead by example and trust the coaches, trust the scheme, trust the ideas. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most important thing coming 100%. off the bench and making an impact. Him being a vet and a great leader more yep. than his skill set. Yep. His skill set isn't bad, but there are other things that Brick Rubio has that will mm-hmm. help this team a lot. Absolutely. And that's why he's been in the league so long. Exactly. Um, so that's a really good pickup, um, mm-hmm. despite it only being Ricky Rubio. Yeah. Um, next one I've got is Charlotte get Mason Plumley, your boy. Um, dog. Detroit I thought get, he was already on pick. Charlotte. Um, I don't know anymore. Like the Plum Plumleys. Oh, he was on Detroit. The Hands Bros. There's only one Hands there's, Bro. There were, there were a couple, I think. Something I don't know. There were, if you're another hands, bro, right in. <laughs> there were just there's so many like yeah. there's the Lopez's and whatnot. So that's that's nothing major. Who who cares really what's going on in Charlotte and Detroit between the two? There's not going to be anything major. Um, next one, uh, just a bunch of pick swaps with Milwaukee and Indiana. Nothing major. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the one I'm hyped about, and I I I'm not sure if we said it on last week's pod, but now I don't care if we don't even make the playoffs because I love our squad. Russ. Um, Russell Westbrook to Washington and um, sorry, no, sorry. Washington give us Lakers. Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. Washington receive Kyle Co- Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, KCP. You did mention it. We did mention that trade on last week. That was like the last thing that happened before last week's pod. Um, yeah, you're super hyped about yep. it. You gave up some things, but it was about time. Like it was ready to see them go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess touching on this because this is the biggest trade currently. Correct. Um. And we've got plenty of time with Russell Westbrook on um, LA. Mm-hmm. How do you think that fits? So we've got, uh, you know, for the moment, the core is LeBron and Anthony Davis, and we've just given up some of that depth. Mm-hmm. How do you think Russ fits in not being a shooter, fine. basically playmaker slasher? Absolutely fine. Yeah, because 
the big the big issue with Bron teams is the whole whenever you build Bron with shooters, when Bron's not on the court, it's like what is this sloppy excuse for basketball? What do the shooters do? Russ yep. is the one man squad. Yeah. So you could put just Russ out there with five mm-hmm. defend and like and the whole team can guard him. He's yep. still going to do the same thing. Yep. So this is like you don't always have to run them at the same time. Mm-hmm run them somewhat opposite each other. That's exactly it. Because my, my thinking with Russ on this squad is, and it was the same thing, very similar to Rondo and LeBron. You stagnate their minutes. Yeah, you stagnate. You generally them. don't play them at the same time. It'll be a, some, obviously LeBron and Westbrook will play at the same time. Yes. But the times they don't, all of a sudden you're going up against one of the best slashers, uh, facilitators, and just on-court generals in LeBron and the exact same thing with Russ. Yeah. So your bench squad has to deal with one of those two at all times. Mm-hmm. And that becomes very problematic for the defense to deal with. Russ is one of the smartest offensive players we've seen. And intensity-wise, it's scary. Like, the way Bron has helped unlock AD, Russ can do that to a a much smaller extent, but Mm -hmm. he can still do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, 100%, this pushes the needle so much. Yep. And it it, it helps as well because... Having multiple facilitators on the same team is yeah. damn useful. It's very useful. Yep. If everyone can pass, that means the ball is always live yep. when it's in anyone's hands. Yeah. Like, I remember when Mark Cuban would talk about how making LeBron stop for a second or two is enough to adjust the defense mm-hmm. and look at passing lanes and what his options are in the triple threat. And now you have to do that with Russ and Bron. Yeah which is insane. So yeah. I'm really, really excited about it, despite the fact that Russ is a subpar shooter at best. Yeah. But the one thing I'm also excited about is now we've got three closers. Yes. Anthony Davis is a phenomenal closer. LeBron's obviously one of the best closers we've ever seen. And Russell Westbrook is not afraid to be a closer. Correct. So now you have, if you're the defense, you have to plan. You have to respect all three. Another thing. Cause you're not planning for Kuzma to hit the three. You're no, planning, you're not. You know, for, for any of that. Like every, like, game t- winding down, you know, it's AD or Bron taking that shot. Yep. Now there's a chance Russ could do it. Exactly. And that means it's spaces it out. You've got to guard that person, that person, You have to person. respect it a bit more. Yep. You don't have to worry about Caruso on the corner. That doesn't matter anymore because no. you've got Russ to deal with. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's insane. Um, but I guess before I move off of the, the Russ talk, there's, there's always talks about Kuzma, Harrell, and, and all of those boys that we just seem to let go. Why is that um, about him? <laughs> you, you're never, you were never really high on Montrez. I don't think there's too much to say about Montrez. Mm-hmm. He didn't fit a lot of internal drama. I wish him the best. I think he should have got more minutes because he's, a, he's a, almost a guaranteed bucket whenever he gets minutes in the mm-hmm. small, small spurts he does. So I think he will see success in Washington because they need the, like those Thomas Bryant yeah. energetic kind of guys. That's Montrez. Yeah. Um, just more efficient. Um, but Kuzma, I guess, is the the one that I'm really intrigued on because when he came into the league with LA, he was really promising. Admittedly, it was 6'10", small forward, power forward, can shoot the ball really well. Bit of a tweener role, shoot, could potentially play some good D. Yeah, and actually stepped up his defense. Yeah. When we got Bron in the second year, it was, this isn't working. We need different. We need something different from Kuzma. And he completely abandoned his previous role, which was Mm -hmm. a scorer, became a defender a wing defender, man-on-man defender. And he mm. was really, not really, really good, but he was really good for what he was. Yeah. And he stepped it up and Changed sacrificed so much. And he got a lot of hate for that because he wasn't scoring. He wasn't dropping. He wasn't putting the ball on the floor. No. But it's because the team asked something else. Like, there's that thing that got lost in translation. And I don't think Kuzma deserves any hate. No. But now he's going to Washington where obviously they are young. Um their main score is obviously Bradley Beal, but now they've got, you know, Rui is a project they can long? work on. For how long? That's the thing. Um, now you've got Kuzma, who is still somewhat promising offensively. Yeah. And he now has room to go. He's still young. Yeah. But now he's in a situation where he can really just start shooting the ball again. The pressure's off. Yep. He's not in a LeBron team. Yep. People have said it. There's no pressure like being on a LeBron team. Oh, it's crazy. Like there's more spotlight on you on a LeBron team than any other team in the league. Yep. So the spotlight's off. He's yep. not in LA. He's not in the bright lights. Yep. He can learn to play basketball the way he wants and mm-hmm. weaponize his his skill set. Yes. Not the skill set that the team needs for him. I think it's important that he now takes the time to work on his skill set. Correct. Because then from there, teams will recognize his value and where he actually fits. Because mm-hmm. being a decent defender at 6'10", 
isn't ideal You've, unless no. you're a phenomenal defender, you know, and right now he's a decent shooter, decent defender, and that's kind of it. I think Washington's, I think this is the best of both worlds for both teams. It's the same way where Lonzo left and it's like now you can actually develop yeah. your skill set. And you got Same way Ingram left. Yeah. Now you can develop your skill set. Yeah. Same when Randall left. You now have time for mm-hmm. you to develop. You're yeah. not on a Bron team. You're not in LA. Absolutely, yeah. Because when you go to these teams with, with any kind of superstar, it's you have to conform to the team. It's not, Correct. oh, we're going to help you. Uh, you know adjust your game and get to as good as you can be it's mm-hmm. no we need you to fill this role yeah so it's going to be cool to see kuzma potentially you know be be good again that's what 100%, i want 100%. um they also picked up kcp kcp is just a solid player in my mind yep um he's not going to push the needle or anything and yeah. really depends hinges on on how great kuzma can be yep um but that one yeah obviously a huge huge trade probably um, the biggest think, so far i think both teams kind of came out on top there yep um Pick swaps, um, pick swaps, a lot, a lot of pick, a lot swaps. Of pick swaps. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Uh, let me get to one where it's there's just like a lot of nothing, a lot of a lot of filler that isn't mm-hmm. going to mean anything now. That might mean something in five years mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, Utah gave up Derek Favors to OKC for some picks. Um, this one pretty minor three team trade. Um, Atlanta Hawks get Delon Wright, mm-hmm. average. Boston get Chris Dunn, Bruno Fernando. Why would you want that? I don't know why you'd want that. Um, but Brad Stevens has a plan, I assume. Um, Sacramento uh, Kings get Tristan Thompson. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Veteran. The only pick involved in here is a twenty twenty three second round pick, and that went to Boston. He's a veteran. I guess he's been on a championship team. They do need to figure their shit out, Sacramento, because what they've got right now is kind of in a mess. Yeah. On paper, I you like. You can't the team. blow it up. You can't. Because you've never, you don't, you, this is the closest you've had anything yeah. to blowing. That and like, Jaron Fox is like borderline all-star. Yeah. Like you can't afford to really F this up. It's insane. But uh, I don't understand what they're doing, but I, I trust Brad Stevens, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and Brad, we trust. Yeah, that's true. Um, Dallas got a second round pick. Boston got Josh Richardson. Sure. Doesn't mean too much to me. Josh Richardson's, Stock has Drop. dropped, plummeted. Worth. We can see his his oh. ceiling. Yeah. And that's what he is now. Yeah. No, Unless he true. somehow makes a magical leap. No, this is his ceiling. Yeah. Like he had that time when he was Miami Josh, but he, we've yeah. seen Philly Josh, we've seen Dallas Josh. It's not happening. It's not happening. Not happening unfortunately. And that's fine. It is what it is. Yep. Another huge trade, which I think you will be very, very excited about because this is one of your teams. Um, Toronto Raptors get Precious Achiwara mm-hmm. um, and Goran Dragic. Miami Heat get Carl Lowry. Finally, yes. finally, this feels like it. It was meant it was, to happen. It's been in talks for the whole season, right? And it finally came through. One of my teams, mm-hmm. Miami Heat. Um, ooh, they needed a ball handler. Yes, they needed a encore, another encore vocal leader. They needed mm-hmm. a great defender. Or they didn't need it. But like this, Carl Lowry just fits the mold of this team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, they want to go back to that finals that they made. There were two point guards, right? It was Chris Paul and Kyle Lowry. They were the perfect fits for Miami. Correct. They didn't get Chris Paul. They finally got Kyle Lowry. Yeah. And I, I agree with you 100%. It feels like a match made in heaven. Yeah. Where you've got this second vocal leader. You've got this absolute bulldog work ethic in Kyle Lowry. You've got this guy which he's, puts... He's a spot-up shooter as well. Spot-up shooter. And they love their shooters, mm-hmm. especially when Jimmy doesn't shoot. Yeah. Um, but you've got bulldog defense. You've got team defense. You've got team passing. He takes the most charges out of anyone in the league. It's mm-hmm. crazy. His signature Car- move is a charge. Yeah. Kyle Lowry fits this team better than anyone else. And I think it's what this... I think it's... At this time, it's more important than ever because they really did have a disappointing way to end the postseason. They did. And I think Kyle Lowry is the right move because it kind of rallies the troops a bit. 100%. It's like, we've just upgraded. It, it kind of sucks we lost Goran Dragic because lost- Goran Dragic is part of that heat culture. Yeah. But Kyle Lowry is a step up. I want to get to this other trade now because I don't want to come back to the heat. Yeah. But they last season, they lost Joe Crowder and that was a big hit. Yeah. Took them a season, but they got an upgrade. Yeah. The now NBA champion, my boy, PJ Tucker. Yep. You want to talk about the exact same Kyle Lowry, the exact same thing Kyle Lowry is in a power forward? Yep. That's PJ fucking Tucker. It's it's exciting, man. Looking at this squad, it's they they never go after these guys. Like I think the reason why Oladipo was a weird pick, 
doesn't fit the mold. No, he doesn't. Whereas PJ Tucker, you know, your Jay Crowder, your Kyle Lowry's, your Chris Pauls, they fit this team bulldog mold. Mm-hmm. They, there's no real, real ISO. They ball. didn't go after Oladipo. Oladipo went after them. Yeah, went after them, and it it's, it felt weird mm-hmm. even with that. And I know people are like, well, Jimmy plays a lot of ISO, but Jimmy doesn't just ISO. No, he doesn't score thirty Cuts points a tonight. He cuts, he moves off ball, he mm-hmm. defends the best player on the team sometimes. He he does everything that you could ask of him, which is why he doesn't average 30 points. You'll get the same thing from PJ. He doesn't need to score throughout the night, but he's doing everything else. He's scoring nine, maybe 10 points. Yeah. He's the it's switchable defender, one of the but most switchable defenders. Killing it on defense. Killing it on right. defense. The corner three. Yep. Right, he's the best corner three shooter in the league. It's mm-hmm. been proven for years and years, years percentage-wise. He hits the most, best percentage. Mm-hmm. Jimmy cuts in, he drives, kicks it out to PJ, boom, splash. Yep. He, this is an upgrade from Jay Crowder. And, and a very similar thing to what we uh, what we just said about Westbrook, where you, there will be times where the minutes are stagnated between Bron and Westbrook because they're both great floor generals. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same thing with Carl Lowry and Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Miami Heat, very, very on paper, it's super clear that we have ball handlers, we have hustle guys, we have... Three-point shooters. Yeah. That is pretty much the heat in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. When Jimmy Butler's not on the floor and you don't have Goran Dragic now, the world is going to facilitate the ball to your Duncan Robinson, Bam's your Tyler good, Hero. But that's out of the elbow. Yes. No one, like, Bam Correct. isn't going to bring it up and yep. call a play. Right. Now Kyle Lowry can. Now Kyle Lowry can. And that's what makes this scary. You've got another guy in the corner of PJ Tucker. You've got your Duncan Robinson. You've got your Tyler Harry. You've got your other shooters. Kyle Lowry's a shooter as well. This is the run back. They took a year off, but this is the run back from the this bubble. I, th- I think this was a really important learning curve for them. It's like, we can't just run it back and expect success when every team is improving. Correct. And I think that's, that's a, I guess, for, for anyone that watches the NBA, there's always this unseen thing where every team's getting better and better. Yeah. It's not just, oh, they're the best team last year. They're going to win it again. No, mm-hmm. that's why you don't see teams win six in back a row. Back to back is tough. It's super tough. Right. Like, we never saw the Warriors go three. Three 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 like yeah. it doesn't happen it doesn't that happen. that often. And I think it was super important for that. So Miami Heat did it. They took the move. Pat Riley was like, let's, let's do it. Let's and do they, it. like I said, difficult cutting ties with Goran Dragic because he's been so consistent. Been there for like seven, eight years. So I, I part think of that culture. Part of that culture. Yeah. And But Kyle Lowry brings more to the table. Yeah. He's more consistent. It's the correct um, decision. I love it. Yeah. I, I absolutely love it. Um, and in regards to Goran Dragic at Toronto, I don't need to say anything. You know, yep. who knows what's going to happen. He could fit anywhere. He could. He could fit in any team in the league. Yep. as a backup point guard. Yep. Um, touching on, God, you you lo- you probably love this offseason. Another one of your teams, Chicago. Shy City. Um, the trade I've got here is uh, New Orleans Pelicans, Pelicans get Thomas Sadoransky, Garrett Temple in a pick. Chicago get Lonzo Ball. One of my boys got into boys. one of my teams. Oh, yeah. I love Lonzo Ball. He's made such an improvement from his LA days. He looks like a completely different player. Mm-hmm. And now he's gone to Chicago, who haven't had a passer since Kirk Heinrich. Oh. So that's a... It's been a bit. Oh my God, really? Yeah, I mean... It's, When's the it, last time they had a playmaker? No, you're right. You're right. Because Chris Dunn doesn't count. No. like Kobe White doesn't pass. Yeah, Kobe White doesn't pass. Zach Levine's the person they pass to. But they haven't had a, a playmaker and a, and a really primary ball handler since Derek Rose or Kirk Heinrich. Kirk Heinrich, man. You, you're hearing that first. Yeah. The first since Kirk. Well, you know how Levine scored 50 points this season? Mm-hmm. That was the, last, the last time that was done in the regular season was MJ with the Bulls. Oh, my God. That really puts it into perspective, right? How long this Bulls squad has sucked. Apart and from Derek Rose. Yeah. Which was really a small amount, a small, small period. Small amount of time. Unfortunately. Yeah. Wow. All right. Chicago so, have a chance. <laughs> Chicago have a chance. So let's touch on Lonzo Ball and there are other things that you want yeah, to talk are, about. Yeah, there with, will be other things Chicago, to get to. Which um, you're welcome to, to just go ahead and blow your load right away. Lonzo is an incredible defender, yep. an incredible passer. He's turned into a good shooter. Yep. He's, he's fixed up a lot of his weird, bad habits about mm-hmm. always kicking out and never mm-hmm. actually driving and finishing it. Yep. He's gotten a lot better. He's gotten a lot more consistent. I'm excited for him to be a part of this yep. squad. You know, Under Billy Donovan as well. Billy Donovan's a fine coach. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for Lonzo specifically in this. And just one of the things mm-hmm. I'll touch on with Lonzo 
is I actually expected him to run it back in, in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I know he has a good relationship with Ingram and I know Zion reached out to Lonzo say, hey, let's let's run this back and, and try to get something going, which you know, I commend Zion for, for trying to keep the team together. Yeah. But it seems to me that Lonzo feels ready. Chicago is obviously a bigger market. Mm-hmm. The, light, the light's on them. They've got an all-star. They've just got Vooch. They've got two um, all-stars. Yeah, two all-stars right now. They're poised to make the playoffs. He's going to contribute. He is their starting point guard. Mm-hmm. He's their facilitator, their defender, and he can shoot as well, which they historically haven't had either, um, funnily enough. Lonzo, to me, this shows that Lonzo's ready to compete. Yeah, he wants to yep. be serious, yep. head towards the playoffs. And, and it's weird to say <laughs> Chicago, because like the Chicago, of, yeah, even this past year, aren't playoff ready, but they're trying to. Yep. They're genuinely making... Like they, he saw that New Orleans weren't making serious, serious evidence yep. and weren't able to get enough pieces to contend this yep. coming season. But Chicago were. So yep. we said, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger. Yep, he's going to do it. And I shout out to Lonzo, man. I'm, I'm excited for him. Um, so right now, Lonzo Ball being their starting point guard, Zach Levine being their main scorer, Vooch being just so, so consistent all around. I am excited for that three. Oh, it only gets better. I know. And hit me with it. Hit me with it. One of the best and most consistent scorers over the past 10 years from the San Antonio Spurs, DeMar DeRozan is coming to Shy City. I did not expect that. No. At no. all. Because DeMar talked about recently in an interview, I want to win. Yep. Right now at this point in my career, I want to win. Yep. And I thought, okay. He's going to a team that's already made the playoffs that are looking to get better. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe a Denver, right? Mm-hmm. That'd be a good fit for him. Maybe, maybe LA. There was always there's always talks about players going to LA, but yeah. that could have could have happened. But he said Chicago. Chicago. Chicago's my new home. Chicago. Wow. I didn't expect Wasn't it. Expecting it. So there, there are a few things to touch on, obviously, because we love Lonzo Ball, but DeRozan, like you said. One of the most consistent scorers in the last decade. Mm. He's been phenomenal. People forget what he's done for Toronto. Yeah. He was like, they had... He's the all-time leading scorer. Conference finals appearances on DeRozan's back. Yeah. No Kawhi. DeRozan and Lowry, that was it. Like, that was it. Like, DeRozan's a phenomenal scorer, super, super consistent, still makes the mid-range a killing. Yeah. It, it's it's insane. Um, but the, the thing is now, when I said Levine was their go-to scorer, DeRozan's now just as good... It's, he's it's, he's it's, their he's their two. Yeah. He's their number two. And it's how how often do you see a team with two guys? And I know there are a few in the league mm-hmm. where it's like you could get just as many points as me tonight. Yeah. I actually don't know who's going to get. They could very easily right? average twenty five a night. Easily, easily. And there are a few teams in the league, but like Chicago, were now blessed with that. They went from and Vooch Laurie, could get twenty. Yeah, Vooch easily. could get twenty as right? well. Like, Incredible. We we would see Vooch. On a regular basis, get 30 and 10, 30 yeah. and 15 in Orlando. You know, it, he's very capable of doing this in Chicago. Now he doesn't have to force shots. He doesn't. It's, it's, it's a, now there's spacing on the floor. Now there's passes on the floor. Everyone wants to win. DeMar's become a way better passer yeah. in San Antonio. For those who don't know, DeMar's evolved a lot mm-hmm. in his time in San Antonio. He actually tried stretching the three a lot more. Mm-hmm. He's been up and down with it, yep. but he's now taking like two a game. Yep. That's great. That's all he needs to do. He's become a way better passer. He's become a mm-hmm. good facilitator. He's averaging like four or five assists. Yep. Like, that's good from a guy who's never a passer. Mm-hmm. And he's become a better defender. Yep. He's played the five at San Antonio. He- he has... He's gone from a two to a three to a four. Upped in every category. Yeah. He's become way more an all-round of. player. A, an amazing all-round player. Still a go-to scorer if you need yeah. him to be. Um, and the the super exciting thing, if you're a Chicago fan, like you just said, DeRozan said, I want to win. And he chose Chicago. And I know that makes you super happy. And I can only imagine, like, actual, like, like diehard die Chicago, Chicago fans, fans are happy about 100%, 100%. that. 100%. Um, it, it's absolutely insane. So we, let's let's go through the lineup now, all right? Lonzo Ball, DeRozan, Levine. Markinen. Markinen for the moment, but he's going to be gone soon. Yeah, he wants out. That's fine. And Vooch. Yeah. That's insane. Like, four of those five, insane. Yeah. Three out, like, of, three out of those four yeah. either are All-Stars currently or have been prior. It's like, I, I love Chicago. I was never a big Zach Levine fan, but the thing now that, that I'm excited for is Zach Levine now needs to prove it. His 
Yeah, this is his. He can. He's he's shown he can score thirty yeah. nine. He's shown he can score fifty on occasions. Yeah. He's shown he can become an all star. But now can he win? This yeah. is the same thing we've said with Devin with Devin Booker. I was about to say the same thing, right? Devin There's Booker. the same like oh we he can, he's got seventy. He can yeah. score thirty. He can score forty. Can he win? We don't know yet. Now Levine is in that same thing. Devin Booker is a better passer. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker is a better defender because yeah. Levine still isn't there on defense. Yeah. But now he's got guys who can cover his ass. Yes, yes, and that's like seeing. Zach Levine having to do 30, 40 points a night yeah. in order to maybe you know, get to, <laughs> to overtime, not, yeah, right? That's to not rough. get blown out. That's rough. And the, the, the interesting thing that's different from, from Phoenix, is I think Phoenix is a good comparison, but Chris Paul's a winner. You Chris know, Paul's Jay Crowder's a, a winner. winner. You know, they, they have pedigree there. Chicago still don't. They don't, yeah. Vooch isn't a winner. DeMar's, DeMar's a winner. DeMar's a winner. But then Lonzo's not. Lonzo's he hasn't not. Proven anything. And there's another man who, we'll say Alex Caruso. We'll just jump to it. Yeah, let's let's. Get we it didn't done. get to it, but Alex Caruso is now also on the balls. Off he's the bench, the, yep. He's coming off the bench, um, unless then no, they should run him off the bench. He's they not. Should. He shouldn't. Start. He's a great bench man. Um, but he's like he's technically a winner. He plays winning basketball in my eyes. He plays. So we, we've spoken about Caruso before. So um, he's he'll be the sixth man off the bench. He's a boy of easily. Mine. Yep, and he does. The winning plays. He does the smart plays. He does yeah. the team intangibles. Plays. He is not he's a going, winning player. Yeah, he's not going to ISO the best defender on the mm. team. He's not going to jack up shots. The coach knows the plays, and much like uh, what we were speaking about before with with uh, Rubio, mm-hmm. very similar. They trust. Yeah, and they'll get the done whatever you need done, and that's Caruso, and that's why Caruso is so good. He's not a great, super hyper-talented player. No. The man just understands and listens. I said it, I don't know if it was last season or the season before, probably both, that Caruso was the third man in LA. Yep. He was the third best player because he constantly just had winning players. Similar to how we talk about Looney, how Looney is always in the right place at the right time. Caruso does the exact same thing. Oh, absolutely. Yep. I I agree with you. Having that on a team is incredible. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy. It's going to be good because... We just spoke about the lineup in Chicago and there's just so much to talk about with Chicago because it went from Chris Dunn, you know, Kobe, Kobe, White, Felicio. You know, Kobe White was the shining star. Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis. Wendell Carter Jr. was the shining star. Nikola Miritic. Miritic. Laurie Markin is still there, but he won't be forever. Because yeah, he's um, publicly said he wants out yeah, and he can um, leave. Fuck him. To this. To, this, to DeRozan wanting to play for the team, to Lonzo wanting to play for your team. It's, it's just such a bittersweet thing if you're a Chicago. It's finally, like, you should make the playoffs. And what, what's your expectation? Uh, it, sorry, inspection. Uh, expectation. Expectation. Okay, so they have to make the playoffs. Yes. Right? They, I'm not expecting top four mm-hmm. because I feel like Boston and Milwaukee, uh, Nets and Philly, right? Yeah. I'm not expecting top four. But you've got to make, I think you've got to do six between six to eight. Hopefully yeah. six. Hopefully six. Yep. I think six is the ceiling. Right. Especially like this is a brand new team. This is a brand new team. Brand new team. Billy, Billy Donovan is a great regular season coach. Mm-hmm. Playoffs, it's a bit... Yep. But he can take them as players. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a chance they can make the sixth seed. Yeah. No, I think so too. And it, playoffs bare minimum. Yep. And I just want to see them in the playoffs. I want to see how Levine goes in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I want to see... I just want to see how they step up. Yep. Yeah, no worries. Um, that's That's pretty much... It for Chicago, I'm yeah. just excited to we see. We just what it recapped is. everything because there's no yeah. point going back to them later when we get yeah. to Caruso yeah. or something. But um, I just I want to see. I'm excited to see it. I want to see. They're the biggest change. Oh, uh, second biggest. I want to see just how great Levine can be. Yeah, I want to see because Devin Booker's proven to be great. Yeah, is Zach Levine of the Levine same is a better shot creator than Devin Booker. Ooh, that's actually quite of a hot take. I think personally, I think athletically, he's a better shot creator. Yeah, is he a better shot maker? No. Is okay, he a better scorer? Okay, yeah. Uh, is he as consistent? Uh, but in terms of creating space and creating shots, just off his his build and his athleticism, yeah, and yeah, his it's footwork, a, it's a different thing. Yeah. I think it's very. I think Levine has that edge and that space creation. Yeah, I don't space think... creation over shot creation, maybe. Yeah. They're it's it's like they they're into into. It's so yeah, they're very niche things you're talking about. For those who don't like, I've, I I talk about Levine a lot. Mm-hmm. Just watch him. Don't don't it doesn't matter about him shooting a three. It doesn't matter about him dunking. Watch him get to his spots. Mm-hmm. That's the most important yeah. thing. 
It's incredible. Yeah. It's really fucking good. Yeah. I, I think Devin Booker and Zach Levine are very similar players. I think one's more polished than the other. I think Devin Booker is Levine's just so play style is a lot like Dame's. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think that's a good... A, I think because the, the positions that Booker and Levine play are very similar... They get compared to a lot. And I think it's because they kind of started the same way, right? They yeah. both had to do everything on the yeah. team in order to get any kind of win. Whereas I think Booker really worked on polishing his game. Yeah. Weaponizing his skill set a lot yes. more. Levine is a lot more raw and took yes. a lot bit more time yep. to develop. But still deadly. Yeah. Through that. Yeah. I think, I think that's a really good comparison. Um, moving on to the next one. New Orleans get Devontae Graham. Charlotte get a second round pick. Like, I think that's really good. I really like Devontae. Yeah. But like... For a pick. Yeah, no, protected. sorry. For a pick. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. How do they fleece that? How did they yeah. like... What magic trick? It, it is a lottery protected pick. But still. Um, for 2022. But Devontae Graham, now when you've really got to try and make things work with Zion. Yeah. I actually think it is something. Not yeah. great, but it is something. Um, what uh, Chicago had to give up for DeMar DeRozan was Thaddeus Young, Afro Kamuni, and two second round picks. Go for They're it. They're all That's past fine. their prime. Easy. Easy done. Um, Utah get Eric Pascal. Uh, Golden State Good. get a second round pick. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Pascal wasn't doing too much. No. He's not your Kevon Looney. No. That's for sure. <laughs> it's weird they'll never give up Looney. <laughs> um, three team trade. Brooklyn get uh, two second round picks. San Antonio get Chandler Hutchinson and a second round pick. Washington get Spencer Dinwiddie. I think Spencer Dinwiddie. That's actually pretty big. Yes. A good sixth man. Spencer Dinwiddie. Good. good he needs creator. to get his body right. Yeah, he's That's had injuries. Right he's struggled, now, right? But when when he's healthy, he's he's a he's a good player. Yeah, I he's think so good, too. He's a really he's a big good power forward. Man. Yeah, he has like I don't want to say Jordan Clarkson potential, but he has the ability to come off the bench and be like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna fucking turn up. Yep. So yep. if he can stay healthy and get his body right, fingers right. crossed. Fingers crossed. Because I I actually like Spencer Dinwiddie a lot. Um, next one, which is actually a surprise to me, kind of hurts my soul a little bit. Memphis get Sam Merrill and two second round picks. Milwaukee get Grayson Allen. Oh yeah, your boy. I like Grayson Allen, and I'm I'm not obviously I'm not going to ramble about him, but the only reason I like the two reasons I like here I like comes Grayson the ramble. Allen, okay, he hustle can shoot. Done. All right, that's that's all you want from a player of his caliber. He's not starting, just hustle and shoot. God yeah. damn it! But he's he's a killer. Sometimes in a bad way, like like the Morris twins, right? Sometimes like that. Yeah. But that's what Milwaukee need. They just lost PJ as well. Like yeah. they need someone to kind of replace that energy. Grayson's a good pickup. I, I like this one for, for I Milwaukee. I love how PJ went there mid-season, got a chip and dipped. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I've got on the, the trade tracker. The last one's Grayson Allen. Um, Can you imagine that if that ends, that's the last trade of the offseason? Grayson, oh, Grayson Allen? Yeah, Milwaukee got lucky. No, so I think that's a good one. Let's give winners and losers list. Yep. Winners are Miami, Chicago. Yep, Miami, Chicago, LA. Uh, Lakers. Yep. No, the trade tracker list. You didn't talk about the signing list. Oh, I haven't talked about the signing list. No. Because LA are yeah, a completely yeah, yeah. different squad right now. Yep. All right. Because I'm like, no, nah, surely that's not it. Because there's big things that happened, mm-hmm. right? So uh, for, for just for trades, mm-hmm. Chicago and Miami are by far the biggest winners. Yep. Because just for trades, they. You know, Miami got what they were missing and Chicago are a completely new look squad. Yep. Um, you've got the, the signing list? Uh, no, but the ones that are important because we, we are starting to we get are crazy with time. time. Um, LA, the reason I'm also super excited, we got Kendrick Nunn. Okay. okay. That's number one. Killer off the bench. Yeah. Bonafide bucket. Mm-hmm. We just re-signed Dwight Howard. Yeah, got who, him a, a year's break. Yep. He went on a honeymoon, but he's back. Yep. Absolutely insane. Um, who else did we... Ken get? Bazemore. Ken Bazemore. He's now back. This is his second stint with LA, I believe. Um, Wayne Ellington. Wayne second Ellington. Second stint yeah. with, uh, with LA. Yeah. Um, and who's the the other one? Who's the other one? My mind's blanking. Come on. Hit me with it. Hit me with it. My fucking boy. Oh, it's your boy. Uh, oh, I've completely, completely... Oh, He's not oh. a boy. Camelo Anthony. Camilo How Anthony. did you fucking forget? Because I'm so excited about Kendrick Stay Nunn and Dwight. Mallow. Wick Wick Killers. Wick Killers. My fate, one of my favorite players of all time. Sorry, Probably my favorite player of all time. Yeah. How the fuck did you forget? I'm, I'm too hyped up in Kendrick Nunn and Dwight. Mellow could get a ring. He could. I'm shocked he left Portland. 
because yeah, he seemed like a great fit there. He was embraced by the team and the fans, but he's like, he wants, he wants to win and he wants a chip. Portland haven't done fucking anything this offseason, by the way. Okay, They're in a spot where they need to make Dame happy. They need to compete. They haven't done fucking anything. I do want to touch on Portland. Let's just wrap up LA yeah. uh, as a whole. So Kendrick Nunn is firepower off the bench. We just lost Caruso. Kendrick Nunn, I feel kind of, it's a similar mold, more of a scorer, if mm-hmm. anything, but we need it when we, we've just lost KCP, especially. Um, I think Wayne Ellington, Baysmore, great. They're shooters. Mm-hmm. That's fine. They kind of, we want, we do want shooters yeah. on the team. We just lost Kuzma. Um, I think Melo is proven to be a consistent, reliable scorer with his resurgence with Portland. 10 to 15. Yep, absolutely. And I think he really wants to play with Bron more than anything. They're, they're best buds. Never you know? played together. Um, and finally get to see it. And I'm excited for it. get to see him in the purple and gold. We've always loved Melo. Obviously, he's one of your favorite players mm-hmm. of all time. I've always loved his, his body of work. Um, we can get two Lakers jerseys up on the wall with Kobe and Melo. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Let's do it. And Russ as well. Like... Oh, no, LA, no, LA's just the those two. Everyone just we those love. Two. Everyone we love. Um, KD to the Lakers. To the, oh God, even I feel like that's <laughs> that's too much. That's too much. My new chapter. Um, but the the thing I love about Melo now, as just a person, mm-hmm. is he genuinely appreciates what Portland did for him. They took mm-hmm. a gamble on him, and he appreciates the two years they had. He now has still has a career because of Portland. I, yeah. I really, really love that. He said that as well. Yep. Like, I appreciate everything I have a career because of you yep. guys. Absolutely. Um, Dwight Howard, for some reason, surprisingly, super, super emotional about being back with, with LA. Like, I, I was showing you videos. He wanted to stay, remember? He wanted to stay, but then he wasn't patient enough because yeah. we were working things out with Harrow and then he decided to go and sign a deal with I'm sure there was pressure Philly. from his age, you know, pressure from something behind the scenes, yep. but... Because, I, I mean, I know how it looks. Like, you're, right, you're in the middle of trying to find lines to deal with Drummond and Harrell. They're your positions, yeah. right? So I know how it looks, but apparently we did want to re-sign him from what I heard, but he was a bit impatient. But he was crying signing the contract and crying on IG or whatever, you know, just really emotional about being back with LA. And I love that passion. You know, it's the same thing that Chicago feel with DeRozan wanting to go to this team yeah. to win. I love seeing Dwight so passionate about joining LA because I, I absolutely yeah. adore it. Um, but obviously, so we'll, we'll see where the Lakers go. Obviously, it's a brand new squad, realistically. Yeah. It's going to take time to mold and we don't squad. have a lot of time. Yeah. You know? Um, but you're like, the thing is, all your new squad, set, apart from Kendrick Nunn, are vets. So they can very easily fit into mm-hmm. a mold. Yep. Ken Bazemore's in the league because he's been on different teams. He can just fit yep. into anything. Yep. Right? Mello, we've seen, he's able to fit into a new mm-hmm. structure. It's still yep. Mello, but again, Wayne Ellis is just going to yep. spot up. Dwight yep. knows his role in this yep. team. And the, the polar opposite of this is Portland, who just run it back every time. They think team chemistry is the way to go. It's not. And it's starting to look really dire. And it might be where we wrap it up, unless you want to touch on something else. But what are your, your thoughts on what's going on with Portland? Because Dame's been very vocal for the first time, yeah. I think. And it's, it's about time, right? Yep. He's the best player on the team by a country mile. Yep. He's an MVP caliber player. Yep. Um, and... This current team isn't it. Mm-hmm. It's not. I, I, it's, I, it's hard to blow it up and like completely swap mm. around to go back. But mm. at the same time, it's hard to look at that same squad and say, well, it didn't work last year. Okay, you got in a bit worse. Didn't work last year. It's changes, but you're worse. Didn't work last year. Just mm. Constantly again. again yeah. Again, I, again. My, when I think of Dame and a franchise, players like this, and Giannis is similar to Milwaukee, I think what they do is a double-edged sword in certain situations. Same with Beal. They love the city. They love their team. They love their teammates to no end. And they're very verbal about it, which is the difference. Mm -hmm. When you've got a player like Dame saying, I want to win in Portland. I want to retire in Portland. Portland's my city, my home. Everyone's family here. I love my Mm -hmm. fans. That is great. That gets a following. That gets other teams on board because they know that your intent is to win and stay. You don't Mm. have to bounce around. But it also makes your front office fucking lazy. It means, okay, no, we've got time. We'll figure it out. We'll let CJ McCollum get better. We'll let Nurkic get healthy. We'll we'll figure out what we're doing with Zach Collins. They only just traded Zach Collins. Like it's insane how lazy this front office has been and just sat on their ass the entire time. And luckily, Milwaukee got it together. They realized 
that because there was there's always talk with Giannis of where yeah. he's going, and there never was with Dame. No, and they they went out and said, "Effort, Drew Holiday, yeah. we're getting him. We're getting PJ Tucker. We're getting Middleton to the max. We're yeah. going all in on these guys." And they won the chip deservingly. Yeah. So, and we see the opposite with Portland, man. And it's, how many times do they want Ennis Cantor? Right. Like I just, and his is not going to win you a chip. It's not going to win you a series. I appreciate his effort, you know, playing with the shoulder, whatever, but this isn't going to change anything. Yeah. And it's on Dame. It's on the front office because Dame obviously is intertwined with the front office. You know, it's the same thing with Bron, Giannis. They all want to keep their star players and franchise players happy. Dame's an absolute MVP candidate, like it or not. But if you're, if he's just, allowed to say what he wants i want jason kidd and jason kidd standoffish about that and wants to approach well i actually think jason kidd not going may have been the right move but obviously dame wanted him and say if that was you know a frank vogel or budenholz whoever was up for grabs a great coach and they didn't get they didn't get him because dame's now being a bit too loud and the front office you can't really hear in the background and even though they're the ones that should be talking it's like you don't see Bob Myers, uh, you you don't see Steph and Clay being so verbal when thing when things are rough. You see Bob Myers handling it very professionally. Yeah. You you see Rob Palinka handling things very professionally with LA. Um, it seems like an absolute mess. I don't know what they're gonna do. Like their it's, current roster doesn't work. It doesn't. They've got one shining light. CJ's good, but I think you you, you blow it up. Blow it up. Blow it up, baby. I don't know. Like, wh- what do you do, right? We we spoke about similar situations last season of, of the pod. Flip stuff, like, get Beal. Beal would be a great pick, but I don't know if it's enough. Because we've, we've... It's an upgrade from CJ. They, Is it it's, enough? It's an I upgrade don't know. for CJ. But it's something. I don't think it's enough. Is it something? Yes. Yes. Is something better than nothing? Yes. But like, all right. So we try a similar situation with New Orleans, okay? They somehow retain... Zion and they get Bradley Beal like maybe Flip Ingram alright he's, he's a young guy mm-hmm. um, they could use him and it's a reunion for Kuzma and whatever the fuck but Beal and Zion I think is a game changer yes Beal and Dame I don't think so because we've no. seen the two guard lineup for so right. f- so damn long so what do you do that's the thing like I have heard nothing from the front office all I've heard is yeah we didn't get what we wanted this this Post, uh, this off season. I mean, the off season is also not done, but yeah. yeah, like so many of these players are snatched up already. So you essentially you want uh, a three or a four, ideally. Yep. Uh, John Collins just signed a max, mm-hmm. so he's not leaving. Yep. Um, uh, what are the free fours? Um, free fours, like whatever, like like Fournier is, is snatched up for a bit. Yeah. Um, like there's just all these guys are getting snatched up. So you'd have to do a trade. Very, it's very not about trade. signing at this point. You yeah. have to look for a trade. Yeah. And what can you offer? You got to look for a wing or a or a what? power forward who isn't on a contender team. That they're gonna want to swap. That you give them like could CJ do or something. CJ for Ingram. You could do any of these kind. Arkham tri- doesn't move the needle enough. Doesn't do it enough. Um, like he he's. I think he would make a more. A better improvement than Bill for the reason is um, Portland have always struggled with, with, with their wings. They yeah. always have. The two-guard lineups, you don't need two guards. You can run one. It like, can work. but It can, but like Jokic and Murray work really well. Yeah. You know, LeBron's basically a guard and runs with yeah. AD. It works really well. That's what works. We don't see a lot of two-guard lineups, which have success. So what the fuck do you do? Like, I think... I don't think any of these, by the way, I think is the answer. No. But an improvement for something different. It's something. It's you're willing to say, yeah. Get get just some something else. Siakam even. Ingram like, would be good. And I, that also yep. means it's different for new ones. Like CJ and not Nurk. You want to keep Nurk. Yep. But like CJ and something and a pick for Ingram. Yes. That gives something for both sides. It gives change for both yeah. sides. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Like so I just, far they're doing fucking nothing. I, I genuinely and time's running don't out know. because as much as Dame says he wants to retire in Portland, how long is that going to last when the front office isn't making the necessary steps to make your team better and to make you a champion? I just I don't know. Like if you're when you work for a company and you're busting your ass and you tell you tell management I need this I need this we need this we need this and management is just fingers in their ears thumbs la, up their la, asses. La, la, la. 
It's like, no, we got Dame, we're good. We got Dame, figure we're good. it out. How long we're do you done. stay at that company? You need the higher ups to accommodate for what you need. Correct. That's just business. Yeah. Right? And that's what they're doing right now is messy business. You yeah. know, Terry Stotts is a, a friendly guy. He's gone, right? Yeah, he's gone. But like, he's, he was a friendly guy, decent coach, much like Billy Donovan, but he's not enough to push the needle. Yeah. And that's what they need right now when you've got an MVP candidate in yeah. Dame. And I can see him going because of how they've handled it. They've let... They've kind of left Dame out on an island to solve it. And I don't think that's fair on Dame. And it. I think that's why we're it. seeing him so vocal now because he's frustrated, man. He's getting there. He's like 28. Yeah, yeah, he's getting up there. Yeah. He's not going to be in his prime. Like a few more years, he's out of his prime. Yeah. Like that's, you've got to figure this out now. Now. Now's the time. Yep. And you let Melo walk. Yeah. Because Melo saw, I want to win. I'm going to go to LA. Yeah. And y'all ain't doing anything different. Yeah. Y'all just got nothing. I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed. It's disappointing. I, I love what Chicago have done. I love what LA have done. But Jesus, man, what are Portland doing? Yeah. Like we were just, we were speaking about this before the pod. What are New Orleans doing? I mean, they made a trade. Yeah, they made a trade. They went you know? and got Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham. They got Jonas. Yeah. But boy, they just let Melo walk, like you said. I don't get it. I don't get it. So before I cry, let's... Uh, let's we'll wrap it up. Let's wrap this um, up. If you've made it through this far, thank you very, very much. Favorite part of our week every week. Next week is going to be the Blockies. We'll talk about that in just a sec. Um, we, are on, we are on every uh, streaming platform possible. Yeah. Spotify, uh, Groove Shark, uh, Last FM, Nonstop Pop FM. That's it. Uh, Google Pod, Apple Pod. We are on YouTube. Uh, we're at the Low Block Podcast. Low Block Podcast. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, that's where we typically get our most views. We are a video podcast as well. If you're only yep. listening to us in audio, we you can see our happy smiling faces in video. Yes. Um, we are on Instagram and Facebook at the Lowbuck Podcast. Um, tell your friends about us. It's the favorite part of our week every week. And we'd like it more if you tell your friends and get their friends to tell their friends. Because the more people listen to us, the better. Yes. Um, and get people around next next weekend. Yes, episode. 100%. Next week is the Blockies. Um, we do the Blockies every single year. Uh, starting last year was that yeah. first one. This yeah. is our second year, season two. We're going to be using it to the end of the season. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be doing a few awards. We'll announce them during the week. Mm -hmm. We may put up a short... Uh, we may put up a video on the channel saying, yep, a few days before we record, saying here's what our category is going to be. Yep. Um, just so like if you're listening at home, you can play along. Do it right? like bingo, man. Make your own list. Make your own list. See if, if it match matches it. up with our yeah. list. Um, we typically just recap the year, recap the season, give um, a winner, yep. each of ours. Yeah. So when, when we mention awards, obviously we've got our personal picks for the generic awards, mm -hmm. but we also make up our own. Some, yep. some awards which I feel should be spoken about. Yeah. You know, things which maybe aren't on the statue. So it's going to be real interesting. You and I are going to spend some time uh, putting the list together and then obviously not talking about our, own, our list. Yep. We're going to yep. save it for the pod so it's a surprise. But we're going to look fucking nice when we're yep. doing it. We're going to be dressed up a little bit. Uh, you're welcome to get dressed up yourself or have a cocktail, have a beer, have a wine, have a whatever. Um, it's a good way to end the season. Good way to uh, take off that mental Just stress for the year. Good way to end it on as well because awards are always a good thing. You know, Absolutely. We want to appreciate the greatness in the league and that's that's what we're going to do. And at the end of the season, we're going to be doing sporadic episodes because we found last off season we got a bit burnt out yep. uh, having to do an episode each week and there wasn't too much to talk about. So we're essentially going to be ending the season having a off-season, an episode every three weeks or so, yep. um, and then getting back into it with a brand new setup into this season three. Better quality, new setup, mm -hmm. revitalized boys. Absolutely. I'm excited for Absolutely. it. A proper off-season will do us good. Yes. So thank you very much. I love you all. Bye. Peace.